0: Afternoons on SEM. It's been great to have you company for Dwayne's World out for Midday Madness today. Steve Smith still to come, so we'll have a chat to Steve Smith. We'll talk some NFL as well with the final round of the NFL season before the playoffs. Still a few callers on the line for the Macca's last fan-standing comp, though. And we're up to question seven. Daniel in Geelong on the line. What are you, Daniel? Great to have you on. Hey mate, how are you? You've got a huge chance here to be the last fan standing. Uh, Steve Waugh, captain of the Australian Test Team from Feb 99 to January 04. Who took over when he retired? Uh, I'll have a stab at uh, Ricky Ponting. And he's done it. Well played. Uh, The first Watt series was played in 1882. First Watt series was played in 1882. White ball? Uh, No. Thanks for your call. Uh, Jason and Karam Downs is back. Welcome to you, Jason.
1: Hey, Dwayne. Was it the Ashes?
0: It was. Um, tomorrow, the Renegades play the strikers. Where is that being played? Uh, good question. Um, let's say Ballarat. Thanks for your call. Wall and Clayton, look to you, Wall. Uh, Dwayne, uh, Renegade Strikers, was it? Yeah, yeah. So it'd be one of the two, wouldn't it? Uh, They're having the home game. That's it. Um, all right. Um, in Melbourne. No. Peely and Inverley. You're back, Peely. What do you got for us? <laughs> Adelaide Oval. Nice, Gary. Who bowled the fastest ever delivery of 161.3 kilometres an hour? Shoa And he's done it. And who is the current captain of the Melbourne Stars, Peely? Adam Zampa. Peely from Inverley, you're the last fan standing. So uh, hold the line. We'll let you know we need to take your number. Uh, Another chance to win on summer breakfast tomorrow morning and again with me in the last fan standing competition so we'll do this every day and the last fan standing at the end of it all here's a chance to win themselves flights for you and a mate to delhi five nights premium accommodation attend a sports luncheon with SEN's commentary team corporate hospitality at the cricket and a thousand dollars in spending money to go with it so purely in Inverley congratulations to you Steve Smith still about a half an hour away I'm tired so we'll get to Steve Smith. In a half an hour then, Laurie Horish has been good enough to join me, ESPN NFL expert, the final round, last games of the regular season, in fact the last games are being played right now, and Laurie's been good enough to give us a moment of his time, given there was a lot happening in the shake-up, well to you Laurie, Laurie great to have you on. Oh, great to be joining you. So exciting, and it looks as if the Eagles and Kansas City are in the box seat after today's games.
1: Yeah, the Eagles uh, took care of business against the Giants team that was really rolling out a lot of backups, a lot of second and third stringers at key positions. so it wasn't pretty from the Eagles, but they got some reps out there for Jalen Hurts, who's been off uh, dealing with shoulder injury for a couple of weeks, so knock a little dust off there, and then they go into with that first seed in the NFC, they'll get the week off, um, so it's a matter of time to, to ease his process back, as well as giving him the necessary rest and recuperation that he might need if he is feeling a little stiff after a run around today, and then yeah from the Kansas City side of things um they are this is where they've been under the Patrick Mahomes um era under the Andy Reid and Mahomes regime in Kansas City um four consecutive uh, AFC title games that's the minimum that's not that's not the goal that's not even I wouldn't even say the base standard for what they're looking for here with that first seed they get the bye um if they do face a team like uh the Bills in that AFC championship game due to what happened um in the five, week 17, and the fact that we have irregular amounts of games played by teams like Cincinnati and uh, and Buffalo. Um, if they do face a team like that, it will be at a neutral venue as opposed to being hosted at Arrowhead. But they've clearly got their eyes on a, a Super Bowl number two for Patrick Mahomes, who's established himself as the best player in the league, in my opinion, the MVP this season. But yeah, business taken care of, and now they squarely look ahead uh, to week two for them over the playoffs.
0: So Buffalo have spent the majority of the season as the favourites to win the Super Bowl. They've obviously had the tragedy of last week. It could have been worse, but you can give us an update there if you can, please. But they go in against Miami as um, the huge favourites to at least win that sudden-death playoff.
1: Yeah, well, who they face in Miami is it comes down to the quarterback is the huge question. Will tuatanga Bailoa yeah. be back? Uh, will he be healthy? Will If not, Will Teddy Bridgewater and the finger injury he has, will he have healed up uh, well enough? You'd have to think that that would be the priority over rolling out Skylar Thompson. If it is, in fact, Skylar Thompson, then yes. Uh, The Buffalo Bills will be deserving massive favourites. You have to imagine um, on the betting lines and stuff, you think that's going to be a double-digit market even for a playoff game. But more importantly to what the Bills have been through, what's gone... Through that franchise with Damar Hamlin um, and the awful incident we saw um, almost a week ago, now and the progress throughout the week, especially the latter half of last week, which has been so fantastic to see, uh, to the point where Hamlin was active on social media today, tweeting out during the game. He's spoken to his teammates multiple times. He was um, his, he was video conferencing into one of their team meetings um, a couple in the last couple of days. And um, the scene in Buffalo today, when the opening. Uh, touch of the game. The opening kickoff was taken to the house by Naheem Hines. Kickoff return touchdown in front of all those fans. Um, all those uh, in front of Im- incredibly emotional um, and obviously passionate teammates, football staff members, the whole Bills organization. Uh, that was one of the most uh, beautiful scenes, probably the most beautiful scene of um, the NFL season to date, um, and one of the most memorable ones um, in, recent, in recent times. Is the, the Bills and where they were six days ago to where they are now and how they're able to um, take what has happened, the emotional toll of that, the experience, um, the, the, obviously the trauma that a lot of his teammates and, and those staff are still working through um, and able to come together with a team performance like that. Um, and I think there's something to the fact that those big teams on special teams, for those that don't know special teams is really... It is, it is hard grinding, grit and grind type of work. that is selfless work. You're asked to do a whole bunch of you know physical um, assignments to hopefully spring a big play like we did see with the Buffalo Bills. It takes football character. It takes a lot of teamwork and cohesion. And those are the things that have been talked about with DeMar Hamlin and his football character over the past six days. So um, very fitting. Um, and, and honestly, it's hard to come up with a word other than beautiful for what we saw to, to kick off the Week 18 morning
0: today. Yeah, well described. A couple of um, last gasp wins today to get into the playoffs as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, if we look across, it really was last gasp. The Seattle Seahawks have set it up um, so uh, they need... We've got a tight game here between the Green Bay Packs and the Detroit Lions, but the Seattle Seahawks missed a kick at the end, uh, clanged one, a very resounding clang if you had the volume turned up, um, off the upright, uh, but able to get another shot at it in overtime um, and, uh, and collect a big victory. Um, the Seattle Seahawks to keep their hopes alive with one of the great taunting moments. It wasn't flagged, but one of the great taunting moments you'll see with Quandre Diggs screaming across the field to intercept a Baker Mayfield pass that looked destined for a touchdown. Um, and rather than return the ball upfield, he uh, gestured the ball towards the Rams' sidelines and Bobby Wagner just to say, here it is. I've taken it away. And I'm going to put it in my teammates' hands to go and uh, finish this one off. Uh, one of, honestly, I think the most dramatic moment we saw was uh, what was going on with the Texans and the Colts. With the Chicago Bears losing to the Minnesota Vikings, the Texans needed to lose out to hold on to the number one overall pick in the draft. They converted on fourth and 12 and fourth and 20 for a touchdown in the dying moments there and then went for two um, instead of just kicking it to go 31 apiece. They went for two, converted um, for a 32-31 victory over the Colts, which actually takes the Texans out of the top pick, hands it to the Chicago Bears who will be in a phenomenal spot in the draft they have their quarterback in Justin Fields, so they'll be able to sit there with, out of the top seven teams um, picking in the draft, it's fair to say five of them, not including the Bears, not including the Cardinals, five of them are quarterback thirsty and quarterback needy teams, a phenomenal position for the Bears to find themselves in, and plenty of commentary on social media about Lovie Smith, um, the former Bears coach um, who is coaching the Texans, um, who um, is <laughs> not sure whether he'll be back for the next year. Um, he's, I'd say he's overperformed. Even with a paltry, you know, 3-13-1 record, the quality of that roster, it's not a roster he put together, not a very strong, not a talent-rich roster, probably still overachieved. And if he's not back um, with the Texans going forward, perhaps it was a little message on the way out uh, that he was not going to go down without a fight.
0: Cincinnati Bengals, um, they've shortened up a little in a lot of people's expectation as well. They're going to go into their cutthroat playoff as overwhelming favourites as well, aren't they?
1: Yeah, unique situation where you face a divisional rival in Week 18 in the Ravens, who were without Lamar Jackson again. It's been about a month since we saw Lamar practice or play football. Um, so they were heavily fancied in this one. They got out to a big lead there, able to notch that victory. And there was some, there was some kind of funny you know, permutations that were voted through by the NFL um, ownership and competition committee earlier this week where um, there could have been a situation where even if the Bengals, because they played one less regular season game, there could have been a, if they lost, there might have been a coin toss situation um, to determine who hosted next week's game against the Ravens. Um, that's all avoided now. They're bona fide hosts for that game. Um, and now they're, this is, the Bengals are bona fide. We know where they were last season. We know um, this is a very well-coached defense. We know the explosive, explosive talent they have on offense running game. Joe Mixon had a, some nice moments today against the Ravens defensive front. Ravens will hopefully return some talent. They hopefully get Lamar Jackson back, hopefully get like a J.K. Dobbins, who's been um, once healthy again late this season has been very productive at running back. But that's going to be the huge question mark. There's there's all sorts of narratives surrounding um, Lamar Jackson, his hopes for content contract extension, those negotiations, how it's going with Baltimore. Big, big cloud hanging over uh, the next seven days as these two teams prepare to go toe-to-toe once more.
0: And a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans around the world are daring to believe as well?
1: Oh, I don't know. As one of those Dallas Cowboys fans, (laughs) I can say it might be getting a little, little, it's getting a little hairy right now. Look, the Cowboys, they didn't, there was a faint hope that if the Eagles slipped up against the Giants' backups that they could steal the division, and then if the 49ers slipped up against the Cardinals, hey, we could steal the first seed. That didn't happen. Both those uh, other teams took care of business, but the Cowboys far from that, they were absolutely outplayed. Um, you could use a whole lot more colorful language, some of which I won't, um, I won't utter on radio at this point, but what they were handed by the Washington commanders, Jerry Jones said that that was about a thorough, a you know what kicking as you can get across all three phases. Dak Prescott and the ball security and offense, the offensive play calling, the inability to run the ball, the defense had moments where it was really opened up by that Washington commanders. Uh, team that that was rolling without a lot of their talent they had uh, in in his first start they've got a rookie quarterback um, back there escaping pressure um, and and making a Cowboys defense that at one point in this season looked imposing um, certainly looked like um, they couldn't come up with an answer on how to contain Sam Howell on third down repeatedly special teams errors and who do you have coming Uh, what what do you have on your uh, plate for next week you got a road trip down to Tampa Bay, have they been dominant this season? No. Have you ever beaten Tom Brady before? The Dallas Cowboys have not. They have a big zero in the win column against Tom Brady throughout Brady's career. And the matchup is a little concerning for Cowboys fans. Cowboys have suffered injuries and may, may have suffered another one at the cornerback spot. So that defensive secondary is in a little bit of bother and Brady will cerebrally pick apart any matchup advantages he thinks he has through the air. They've got four very, very, very good, very professional receivers in Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, and Julio Jones when healthy. Um, I think that's, that stacks up pretty questionably against the, uh, the Cowboys defensive secondary as it stands right now. So it's getting a little, little hot in Texas right now. After that showing in Washington, an embarrassing showing, if they go one and done in the playoffs, uh, there could be some very, very heavy talks about Mike McCarthy's future in North Texas.
0: And Tom Brady's had an interesting year um, off the field. Uh, he's had an interesting year on it as well. He hasn't been as good. But beware the superstars when the championship time comes around. Look, that's
1: it. Look, at some point, you know, we've waited over and over for this, this Bucks team to really click into gear with consistency. A couple of flashes here and there, a couple of late-game drives where they did nothing for 58 minutes and then with two minutes to go. Tom Brady said, well, this looks familiar. A little game-winning drive, no timeouts left. A minute on the clock. Let's see what we can cook up here. But the playoffs so often come down to matchups. You don't have to worry about Tom Brady getting mentally rattled. Um, you, yes, he could get um, if a, if a, the Dallas Cowboys in this week one uh, matchup, if that pass rush heats up, they can make him very uncomfortable in the pocket. But from a matchup standpoint, he can be very confident with the weaponry around him. The offensive line has started to get just a little bit healthy. We'll see about the likes of Ryan Jensen. Um, who was coming back from what we thought was a season-ending injury before this one even kicked off before the campaign even got going um, it's going to come down to matchups it's going to come down to composure um, the, the buccaneers have given us plenty of reason not to believe throughout this season but against a team like the cowboys that struggled to deal with success and have shown that um, just you know in the last couple of hours i think i think the buccaneers have to be feeling pretty pretty solid about their week one matchup compared to where they were a month ago
0: and the other big contender I haven't mentioned, the 49ers, they're well and truly in it.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the 49ers, there's that coming into this week. The teams that played the San Francisco 49ers were 0 1 15 the week after. So you play the 49ers and you feel that you have played the 49ers. They are physical, they are exceptionally talented. They get Debo Samuel back today. Uh, they're working Elijah Mitchell, a talented running back to back up Christian McCaffrey. So. From a talent, offensive, skill position standpoint, uh, they are incredibly potent. Brock Purdy is doing enough. He's exceeding expectation. You don't need him to throw for 350 yards, throw the ball 45 times a game. And we know that defense, that pass rush up front, is going to disrupt uh, uh, disrupt opposition teams. They're going to get them off schedule. So, for me, I, I, as we stand here right now with the way the Cowboys are going, and just those questions over J- uh, Jalen Hurts and the injury he's gone through, um, I think, Feel like the San Francisco 49ers are my deserving pick to make it out of the NFC, Um, and it just go and ask every team that plays them and how they feel the next day. That's the type of physicality that we know can be so telling uh, at this time of year.
0: Talking to Laurie Horish, ESPN NFL expert, giving us the rundown. Given the playoffs are about to begin, the final round about to be completed. Uh, So, who is your favourite? Obviously, Kansas City and the Bills. Um, is most people's expectation to meet and only one get to the Super Bowl. The Eagles, on the other side, you mentioned are the favourites, but anything could happen beyond that. Um, who, what Super Bowl matchup do you think we'll get?
1: I think we could see a repeat of Super Bowl we saw a few years ago. Uh, I think we could see the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers battle this one out. It, at this point in the NFC, there's two teams playing with that type of with the type of form that deserve that consideration at the top, and that's the Eagles and the 49ers. And then look, the, you, it's as we sit here after what's gone on the past week, you can't put aside the emotion that the Buffalo Bills are playing with now. What they are playing for, beyond what they would have would have even considered or, or had anywhere near their conscientiousness, um, you know, a week ago, uh, this is a team that's the story has changed, um, and and honestly. Um, success for them has changed. Yes, they'd love to win a Super Bowl, but I think a lot of things have been put in perspective uh, for a Buffalo Bills team like that, as well as a wider NFL. But beware a team um, that has has gone through something so unique um, and their first signs today showed exactly what they're playing for. I still think it's Kansas City that emerged and faced the San Francisco 49ers. But I think you look at that AFC side, I think the list of quarterbacks that make up those that, those those seven teams that would be fighting it out over there is absolutely tantalising we've got an absolute treat for us especially on that side of the playoff picture
0: so do you think how is damar hamlin's health at the moment will he be able to join the team at some stage do you think Ooh,
1: it's hard to speculate not play, front, but, but but join them not,
0: join them in the rooms i'm saying
1: yeah it's hard to speculate from a non-medical standpoint but you, you have to be encouraged by the progress this week i think if there's if there's any chance that he gets cleared, if he is cleared, you have to imagine that that would be um, one of his uh, big priorities as long as it is um, safe and sound for him. But um, for now, I think it's it's a joyous time over there, not because they got a victory in Week 18, but because he was sitting there with his family and talking and has spoken to his friends. Um, but look at how much his teammates talk about how much he meant. Um, you talk about someone like Tradavius White, a star player in the NFL, speaking after the game, um, just about how much he wants to hug him and hold him. Um not even talking about lining up alongside him on the field, but just feel his presence in the room again. I think if they can get to that spot, you'd, you'd think that would absolutely be a priority. But yeah, from a medical standpoint, hard to speculate. That's not our role from here, but you can see it's just phenomenal to see the trajectory we've seen over the past five, six days, especially the last three or four. Um, it's really um, been a heartwarming moment and a very unifying moment across the NFL after what was just one of the more dark, um, eerie and silent times uh, that we've witnessed in recent, in recent years. Laurie, who's playing the Super Bowl this year? Well, lock me in. Well, lock me in. It's a dangerous one to throw out. But let's, let's go the Chiefs and the 49ers. That's who I think we'll see there. Um, but uh, or, uh, on that AFC side of things, I'm so excited to see these. The quarterback list between you, you've got Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence um, making up uh, on top of Josh Allen and and, and Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. It, it's Could we see Lamar Jackson? Um, it's, it's a tantalizing group. Um, very excited to see how this one plays out. Uh, plenty of fireworks, um, e- even for a game like the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chargers. Not the biggest names, but a couple of, couple of great, prodigious young quarterbacks that could really set the tone early. Um, in my opinion, with that type of hair on offer, uh, great salad on both quarterbacks. Uh, we should have a shave off um, at the end of that game. Losers should have to shave it into a mullet. I don't know that that's going to happen over there, uh, but that's just uh, a tip of the iceberg for what we've got laying out ahead of us um, over the next few weeks.
0: I meant halftime. Who's singing at halftime? Is it Rihanna? Oh, sorry, at
1: half time. Sorry, uh, at half time we've got Rihanna <laughs> halftime show. Sorry, that one didn't come through. Yes, we've got the Rihanna halftime show, which uh, should be sensational. Some early murmurs um, in the just preceding when that announcement was made. Early murmurs it was going to be Taylor Swift. Uh, personally, I'll say big fan that the uh, the news came out that it was Rihanna. A pretty ridiculous catalogue of hits there that are something for everybody. Um, and uh, and some, uh, fan, some interesting markets about who the... Uh, surprise guest appearance could be considering some of the tracks she's released to the world over the last few years.
0: Ah, oh, don't sell Taylor We're short. Come on, be kind. <laughs> Taylor needs some love. Uh, appreciate your time. We'll talk soon.
1: Always great chatting to you. Thanks.
0: Laurie Horish joining us from ESPN, ESPN's NFL. Analysts, great to have you mine and great to get that little snapshot of where we're at right now. By the way, Detroit playing Green Bay as we speak, 13-9. We're 6.47 left in the third. We're going to take a break. Steve Smith's not far away, hopefully. So we'll have a chat to the Australian cricket superstar and a couple of your calls in the meantime. If you want to join us after the break, one 736 736 is the open line number. 1300 736 736 It's brought to us by Werribee Kia.